This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm 770-KTTH. It is uh, Brian Suits here with producer Greg and a conservative win in a uh, Supreme Court uh, ruling just released. Uh Uh-oh, it's a warm-up because the left promises, quote, disruptive protest in regards to anything that comes out that smells like overturning. Uh, Roe v. Wade and, and people get to dress like handmaids or whatever. I don't know. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Yay. We go Mariners uh, and all that. Um, the my By the way, producer Greg, uh, my Giants are catching up. They're only three behind the uh, the Doyers. I'm happy for you. Um, and, Do you uh, sense my sarcasm? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Are you being sarcastic? Did Greggy yeah. Waggy have a little bit? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're, we, that's, our, that's our new bit called uh, Brian and Greg are D's to each other. The Supreme Court uh, ruled about half an hour ago, released a ruling that the state of Maine may not exclude religious schools from a state tuition program. The decision from a court uh, that has grown exceptionally receptive to claims from religious people and groups in a variety of settings was the latest in a series of rulings requiring the government to aid religious institutions on the same terms as other private organizations. Unsurprisingly, the vote was six to three along ideological lines. Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan in the dissent. You're going to want to Google Carson versus Macon, M-A-K-I-N, and that's docket number 20-1088. And it it was a bit of an unusual program in Maine where there were rural communities without public secondary schools, and they had to arrange for the youngsters' education one of two ways. They can either sign contracts with nearby public schools or they can pay tuition at a private school chosen by parents so long as it is, in the words of the state law, a, quote, non-sectarian school in accordance with the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, close quote. So your choice is either local crappier school or local religious school. They went to the Supreme Court. They won. Um, fun fact, I'm not sure if it's still open, but like the the last public boarding school in the United States was in Idaho, which if you quick go to the map, right next to Washington. But it was a boarding school publicly funded because it, it's in such a far flung part of, of, uh, of Idaho. Uh, and people, if you've ever lived rurally, I didn't have a hell of a lot of choice in, in Port Angeles. Um, I went to Morse Creek. Uh, elementary when, when we got off the boat and and uh, that was that and it was and by the way oh it was in a church that's right it was in a not not making this up first second third grade we're in one room with one teacher fourth fifth sixth we're in another room with uh mrs donegan and uh and then when when we got out at 3 p.m it be- became a church again so and obviously that was a huge violation of the First Amendment, and clearly I'm damaged, and um, I, I hope I uh, I'll probably never recover. Um, so anyway, th- this is this is going to be practice for the crowds that are arrayed there, um, and probably the challenge out of Mississippi about Roe v. Wade uh, is I don't know if, if you were them, producer Greg, would you wait till close of business Friday? Uh, it's easier to riot and protest on a Friday, though, because, well, a lot of rioters don't have jobs anyway. Yeah, but. <laughs> none of the people, if you're there today wearing a handmaiden's outfit, 
What are you doing Exhale. with your life? Life choices. Um, yeah. Then, then you don't. Or then all the days meld into one. You know, a month, but Tuesday may as well be a Friday, um, and and all that. And so anyway, they're there now. And uh, and guess what? Ham, pretty much Handmaid's Tale. If it goes back to the states, whether the state can be pro-abortion and uh, and the whole thing. And and and, and by the way, what? The worst kept secret in the Democratic Party is that Gavin Newsom is running for president. Um, his thing is, no matter where you are in the country, he's going to pay for you to get go to California to get your 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 abortion. So uh, uh, that I'd call it the Gavin Doctrine. Say that there you go. Your your entire protest is uh, is moot. You um, you can just go to, just go to California, get a, a Golden State, get a Grizzly Bear abortion, whatever they call it, Gavin abortion. Or Newsom, Newsom, uh, French Laundry, whatever you're going to call it, and uh, and and also, meanwhile, here in the state of Washington, um, <clears throat> I'm sure a similar proposal will is is being uh, war gamed right now by Governor Emergency Powers. Um, so a- anyway, they're they're pre announcing that there's going to be uh, I got to get the term right, active protest or something like that. Anyway, it's a clear. A, a, a clear warning of oh disruptive protest. Mm-hmm. So so there's fences around the Supreme Court. So a a constitutional function from Article Three is about to happen, and they want to disrupt that. But that's you see that's not insurrection. No, you're making a great point, Brian. And politi- well, political violence and threats- I call that Tuesday, by the way. Political violence and threats thereof are on the rise. There's been a lot of pieces about this recently and research done into this. It might not be worse than ever. You know, we've had really dark times in American history. The Civil War comes to mind. Uh, The late 1960s where political leaders were killed. We had a president killed in the 60s. But still, uh, and this goes for the left and right, dare I say, whether it's someone threatening to kill Kavanaugh outside his house or uh, hardcore insurrectionists uh, say what you will about their numbers on January 6th. Political violence is a disease, and it's starting to take hold of lots of American minds, and it's very troubling. And it's one of the reasons that I, that I extol over and over again our system of governance, which is brilliant in its design, and it's not a trivial matter. And like you're citing the Constitution and Article 3 and all that, uh, it's worth doing over and over again because we work within a peaceful system. And in order for that system to work, you have to abide by what it produces ultimately. And I'm, your only recourse is the ballot box. I'm waving it around the Constitution of the United States, which I uh, should remind people um, the, the, it was, the smoke was still rising from the battlefields of the revolution when this was written. And so that's why it's important. And by the way, let me just say, I don't like... Uh, if if your campaign ad is about the Second Amendment, you can say Second Amendment. I don't even care, like Joe Manchin, get on a range and uh, or go out in the woods and show me what a rifle or a handgun looks like. You know what? I, I know what they look like, oddly enough. I get that. But the the guy in Missouri, Greiton, uh, who's who's actually leading a kitted up crew of maybe SWAT, maybe Navy SEALs, and he's a prior... Navy SEAL, though he's not welcome back at Coronado for various reasons. Um, he's actually kicking a door, throwing in a, a flashbang because he wants. He has a rhino hunting license, and he's got a what a loser. Like a, I'm sorry. A, just don't do that with your guns and your at. Except that it is the primaries, 
And those are the people that are going out. And that's, you know. And our primary system is broken. It, it truly is. I don't know how you begin to fix it. Uh, but the most extreme voices tend to gain traction. I would say a quick fix, make parties pay for primaries. Mm-hmm. It's their business. I'm, you know, that, and that's that. And suddenly, you know, uh, this fraud, Navy SEAL fraud, um, and that's from other Navy SEALs who said that about him, by the way, kicking a door to kill rhinos, uh, you know. And then over the weekend, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas, an actual yeah, Navy he was SEAL, full on accosted they, at a conference. They were calling him I Patch McCain, you know, which is something Tucker Carlson uh, invented. But there was a tussle. There was like a physical tussle, not yeah. involving Crenshaw, but involving his people. And that's Texas, you know, politics. What's going on there is, you, you know, you, the the Texas GOP primary uh, ends with people in the GOP. They're booing Cornyn, and and you know, I don't. I know that this Senate bill uh, it has nothing to do with they're not gr- going to grab one gun you know whatever but in Texas things are way way different and if you're Cornyn and you're and you put your thumbprint on it why would you expect anything but to be booed you know so he's booed and and then they wind up with uh, voting to look into secession or something <laughs> <laughs> what a great series that, of events yeah that's that's uh, Texas you know right there. Um, here, uh, by the way, so one of the red hot, uh, issues for the president, people are asking him about maybe a tax holiday. <clears throat> and, and so on, on gas, ta- on federal gas tax. And, and I'll just to remind you all, cause you need to know what you're paying at the pump, um, where it goes and, and the whole thing. We're kind of a unicorn in the state of Washington cause we don't have an income tax and I don't want an income tax ever. Don't ever do that. Um, it's one or the other sales or income, but not both. But anyway, um, uh, so anyway, there been, a, there was a sighting of the USS Maria Cantwell, which is this, um, this slick, uh, submarine that surfaces every, uh, six years <laughs> for, uh, about the gas tax. It's actually a couple months back, but the president of the weekend, after he got up from his fall, uh, asked about the gas tax. Well, what, just to remind you all what you pay uh, at the pump uh, per gallon in Washington State gas tax. Uh, AM 770 KTTH will take a break, and I'll be right back with that number right after this. Uh, let's Speaking of gas and getting you to work, uh, here's our right-way traffic. Uh, first of all, this was back in March, so the, uh, the USS Maria Cantwell has done an emergency dive since then. So there you go. Um, but uh, anyway, she called back in March because, you know, these profits that these oil companies are making are disgusting. Uh, Washington State uh, Senator Maria Cantwell back in March suggested that these oil executives should be called before Congress to explain why the prices spike so quickly. She told King 5, quote, the top six oil companies made $90 billion in profits last year. And so there's that. And then, then she announced emergency dive. <laughs> So she'll be cited again, I believe, in 2024. Okay, thing one, does Patty Murray have to spend a dime to get reelected? Producer Greg, I put it to you. Uh, fact check, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but that's, um, you know, why not take an opportunity? You know, people are giving her money. The the C and the D Senatorial Campaign Committee, because everyone donated so much money because they bought this Alito first draft thing. Um, Patty Murray gets to buy commercials uh, here in the state of Washington. She's held the seat since 1993. Since 1990 forever. 
Yeah, what a meteoric rise from the Lake Forest City Council, where she was, they had to keep screwing her in because she was that dim. But, uh, of course, she launches from there to there and then to the U.S. Senate. Why not? And the the ads she's doing are some of them. She's a mom in tennis shoes, Greg. What were you, like eight? I don't remember those ads. Just, Just a mom... Uh, her, my favorite quote from her is, "I'm the senator. Salmon don't have a voice. I'm the senator for salmon. I something like that. Oh my God. A- any, anywho, her her spots. I don't even want to play them. And also, I think I think I can't. Well, I uh, fair use. But but anyway, where she's surrounded by a bunch of hard hat people, of a diverse crew of men and women in hard hats, and fluorescent vests or something. Of course, she's the one, wherever they are, where they have to wear a hard hat, she doesn't have to. That's so you know it's a set. But she's there talking about how she wants breaks for you working people, not the millionaires and billionaires and uh, and all that. <clears throat> um, and so the, the hooey about the, the tax break holiday, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, it's a use tax. It hits poor people way harder than wealthy people. So there's that. But by the way, it, it funds our road maintenance and it keeps us from having an income tax. Okay. Um, offhand, if there was a federal gas tax holiday, do you know how much that would take per gallon off the price? Greg? Seven cents. 17 cents. Oh, that was close. Um, uh, what about a state tax? And not not estate tax, but a the Washington State tax on gas, uh, fifty cents, sixty seven point eight cents per gallon. That was closer. Um, you know what? If he lowered it, if if uh, you know, Governor Emergency Powers, Governor Light Sniffle, if he if he lowered it by by seventeen cents to fifty cents, that would be a seventeen. He if if whatever Biden does, if if Inslee matched it, oh, that would be neat. But it's a card trick. Because eventually it has to go back up. Uh, I mean, and that's that. And it's not like, oh, we'll wait till gas gets below four fifty a gallon. Then we'll reimpose the gas tax. If you cut off the gas tax, you have to reimpose it. And then there's an overnight increase by sixty-seven point eight cents, uh, or or whatever. Yeah. Well, so that's that's the best part. Well, speaking of record, I can't profit, let the man continue with fuzzy math. Coyote. Um. The. You you demonize an industry for decades, and then you run for president demonizing an industry and the money that they make, and by implication, all the people that work for them and, you know, the whole thing. Then a year and a half after taking office, you beg them to increase production. Dig, if you will, that picture. Now, now you get on a plane to the G7, and everyone denounces Putin. Then you get on a plane, um, you know, you visit Israel. Then, oh, by the way, you're gonna you're gonna fly to Saudi Arabia and beg the dismemberer in in waiting, the the crown dismemberer. Um, you beg him to increase production, and it's not like there's a giant spigot that goes from from Jeddah on the Persian Gulf and comes all the way to a refinery in Anacortes. Doesn't work like that. In fact, we get um, little to no Saudi oil. Um, but it, it's all one big bucket, right? We all know that. Uh, and so, but this is the bucket that you, for, for years, you've been pointing to the bucket saying, see, that bucket is keeping us from um, renewable buckets over here. See, that bucket is made of baby seal skulls. And we can't do that. I feel so bad about my cheap energy source 
coming from a bucket made of baby seal skulls and Jamal Khashoggi's femur <laughs> as a handle. And the whole thing, I feel so bad about that. I want renewable buckets of energy, even though those haven't been invented yet. And they, they're one-ninth of, of the capacity of the baby seal skull bucket. It's ludicrous. And, and, and don't trust me on that. Trust the people that got the letter. Remember the letter last uh, two weeks ago that um, Biden sent to the those big oil companies? Well, it didn't move them. Not a bit. Um, when uh, President Biden sent uh, last week uh, the the personally signed letter chastising them for squeezing historically high profit margins out of the refineries at a time of war, refinery profit margins well above normal being passed directly onto American families, not acceptable. They weren't moved. They're not moved. They're not buying it because they're demons. They, they know that this is a shell game. Oil refineries across the country are being retired and converted to other uses as owners balk, balk, take your base, he balked, uh, at making costly upgrades and America's pivot away from fossil fuels. Leaves their future uncertain. There's, there's, they're looking at a no-brainer like the Keystone Pipeline getting kiboshed. And they're saying, you know, folks, taxpayer-funded solar panels are the future. We got the money. Shut down those refineries. Do it. And they've been doing it ever since before he was inaugurated. Uh, five refineries have shut down in the United States in just the past two years, reducing the nation's refining capacity by about 5% and eliminating more than 1 million barrels of fuel per day from the market. And you're seeing it um, every day uh, at the pump. I don't even know. Is the refinery in Anacorta still running? I might, I might be way behind the, you know, I'm, I don't have my refinery-ometer uh, on me, but... Um, you know, you know who uh, the Ukraine war um, going on like day 116, 117 today? You know who's made over a hundred billion? Never mind oil companies that made 90 billion. You know who's made over a hundred billion in the last 117 days? Here's a clue. Um, ever since he invaded Ukraine, you know who's made over a hundred billion dollars from the Europeans? <sighs> the answer. When we come back, Vladimir Putin, Vova, yeah, that's that's because those sanctions are doing just so great. Boy, he'll he'll learn that lesson, won't he? Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here. Also, we'll check your tax at 800-465-8770, 8770 uh, Back in a second, let's get you to work with our right way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here with producer Greg on your Tuesday morning. And we we continue to, I mean, my, my advice is if you want your diplomatic situation resolved quickly and quietly is the way to go, unless you get absolutely no answers. But uh, nevertheless, I don't think they're doing... WNBA star Brittany Griner uh, any favors, um, in, in, especially since, uh, believe it or not, behind the headline, Russia is not responsible for this one. Brittany Griner, WA star Brittany uh, Griner's wife, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it, it's tried to call her wife nearly a dozen times through the American embassy in Russia on their fourth anniversary Saturday. So, so the Russians gave her access to a phone 
So she's going to phone bridge to her wife back here in the U.S. But do you have sad trombone ready? I can get sad uh, trombone okay. ready. I'll give you. <clears throat> I'll uh, you 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 uh you say sad trombone ready when it's ready. So she's been held now for uh, you know whatever uh, 130 days. Um, they found hashy. They found illegal vaping cartridges as she was exiting the country. And so she's been held uh, on that. Her wife tried to call her nearly a dozen times through the American embassy in Russia on Saturday for their fourth anniversary, but they never connected since the phone line at the embassy was not staffed. Please hang up and try again. Uh, Cheryl Greiner uh, told uh, CBS NBC this. The couple's not spoken by phone in the four months since their arrest in Russia. Uh, wah, wah. And that's, you know, Saturday's a work day. At most American embassies, believe it or not, they're, you know, they have hours. If you've ever had a reason to have to go to, to a U.S. embassy overseas, you're not having a good day. Thing one, you don't pop in to just say hi to the Marines. It doesn't work like that. If you're going there, if you're trying to contact them, uh, you're having a bad day. And just ask if you know oh, anyone who's ever worked in an embassy. They'll say, yeah, when that phone rings, it's no, no one ever calls up and say, and says, hey, I'm just having a great time in Belarus. I'm, Minsk is beautiful, and uh, I'm just calling to say hi. How's that embassy going? No. So anyway, the Russians gave Brittany Griner access to call the U.S., but no one at the U.S. embassy called. Uh, so anyway, um, let's. Ta- it's uh, 8.30 time to check your text. Another busy text line today, Brian, uh, about the war in Ukraine. Someone texts in, why are we allowing Russia to create a food crisis? And then uh, about 100 question marks behind that. Why are we, Brian? Wait, what's your question again? Why are we allowing Russia to create a food crisis? Um, Because we're backing down from what's a bluff. The NATO, more NATO nations that have coastal access to the Black Sea, which is the criteria... Um, can can surge craft in there, and we don't even need that. We we could blow the Russian Black Sea fleet to the bottom of the Black Sea, um, but we would be oops at war with Russia. And why why Black Sea when you can Kaliningrad? And more on that in a, in a little bit. Uh, this is from the three six zero area code. Uh, Anacortes refinery running at full tilt boogie. There you go. Um, Night shift, please. Uh, by, by the way, he also gives me m- mega Port Angeles Swain's uh, dittos to Mr. Suits. Another one from the 360 uh, regarding President Biden falling off his bicycle over the weekend and it being caught on camera. I can't think of a better way to illustrate blatant unfitness to be leader of the free world than to fall off a bike that's not moving as an adult. You get your feet out of a clip. Yeah, have you seen hardcore cyclists, the kind of bikes that they use? The the feet well, actually do clip in yeah, to the, the pedals. Yeah, the bottom of your shoes have a cleat. It's and, like, a, it looks very uncomfortable. You, no, it's not. You, you you clip your feet in sideways and click them in there. Uh, and, and it really, and now, now that way, maximum up, you know, you're not just pushing. You're also pulling with the other leg now. That's, it made sense to me. Then you take a bunch of steroids. How he could fall off, but it is un, an unfortunate metaphor for his presidency. I will say that from the four two five about the dismemberment golf league and Brooks Kapka defecting from the PGA Tour to join Live. What about the NBA and everybody that buys products from China? All those giant whores. I'll say dudes. 
don't give a beep about Uyghurs in China. I agree. Yeah, if uh, if the Chinese put their knee on uh, Wang Wang Chong, George Floyd, then maybe they would care. But uh, they don't care. They only care when it's things that get them, uh, you know, Nike commercials uh, here. From the 206, I was reviewing my time at the John Fogarty concert at Chateau Saint-Michel. This person writes, no, no more producer Greg singing. Brian hit the dumb button. Well, don't encourage me. I might come back for more. Oh, uh, Lake Stevens Lunatic uh, says maybe that'll be a way to get cheap flights to go to Disneyland, uh, meaning, I guess, we've been talking about energy uh, and all that. Uh, by the way, folks, the the airline industry uh, is looking at, you know, they, they know up and down cycles. They know what happens during inflation. You start cutting off unnecessary things like luxury travel, which is sort of the cornerstone of uh, the airline business. I did I did a deep dive in this. The airline business relies on commercial aircraft. And wow, do I feel bad for any region that has a major part of its economy based on the making of these commercial aircraft. Going to be a going to be bad times in France, I bet. Well, good good thing we're not vulnerable vulnerable to that. We make kombucha here now too. So um, th- these are all follow-on effects. They, they're, you know, they're not going to hit at Christmas, but the business requires airplanes. The airplanes use fuel, um, and they do that to fly you to. That. That's why that, you know, whatever. Um, mock me if you will about that Alaska Airlines sale from last week. That 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 price will not exist. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'll have to look into the, the industry. They'll be lucky to get people on planes in November. Yeah, lots of stories about airlines today. Perfect storm for airlines facing strong U.S. dollar and high oil prices. American Airlines ending service in three cities due to a pilot shortage. Yeah, it's not looking pretty out there. Uh, uh, all right. When we come in, we come back. We gotta gotta pack a lot of stuff. Um, we have so much audio we didn't get to. into this. Yeah, the the Navy has a new instructional video about pronouns. With a with a a, a, a local uh, mix, also got to get to this Uvalde, Texas story with uh, transcripts from the cops, um, and and it's crazy. I know that this is something that's absolutely frustrated cops. The fact that no one said, "F it, I'm going in," um, and now you see these surveillance photos. Yeah, they did have ballistic shields there with within 18 minutes, but uh, they they stand around. So there there's and and it's the cops there who are the ones who are whistleblowing on this uh all right back in a second with uh, the pronouns that the navy uh wants you to use hi i'm the u.s navy my pronouns are lose and war uh back in a second am 770 kth Amazon 70 KTTH. Uh, Brian sits here. My my pronouns are 40 and 45. Um, we got to play this. Uh, this is I'm, I'm incorrect. I was saying to producer Greg, oh, my gosh, here's a local angle. It's from the Naval Undersea Warfare Center. I was thinking this was a video from Keyport. 
which here on the West Coast, the Navy tests uh, torpedoes and the like, uh, and killer dolphins uh, at Keyport. Uh, no, this is from Newport, Rhode Island. But, uh, oh, well, it's just as applicable. This is, um, uh, now I'm not sure. I'm going to rely, I'm going to have to reach out to uh, Bremerton or Everett or any of you currently serving our nation's sea service on active duty. Are you required to watch this video? Um, not, I mean, I, I'm going to roll my eyes and say, oh, you know, I, 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 I get it. Been there, been there too. But uh, anyway, let's 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 th- learn about an, pronouns, Greg. It's a Navy struggle session. Uh, time to get reeducated. Uh, this, by the way, uh, on the right is Conchi Vasquez, and on the left is Johnny. Even though it's spelled J-O-N-Y, it's Johnny Rosan. Both engineers at Naval Undersea Warfare Center Division, Newport, Rhode Island. They're they're discussing your pronouns. Very quietly, apparently. Okay, but ain't. Oh, oh, I know why. I can load it on my end if you'd like, Brian. It's my old. Uh, do you? Okay, yeah. The new. Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he/him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Conchi, and I use she/her pronouns. And we're. Should we just stop right there, or keep going? <laughs> Um, Whenever I'm, I see a video that starts that way, I go, here we go, buckle up. Conchi. Hi, yeah, my name is Johnny, and I use that. he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Conchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good way. Uh, so it, at least um, the Navy got people that sounded very natural when they're reading scripted things. Yeah. And then later on, I the reason I know, uh, by the way, as you heard, Johnny is he him. So I'm going to I'm going to say uh, I'm I'm not a civilian engineer. Go ask him. His name is Johnny. I know it's spelled J O N Y, but don't don't do some sort of sexy translation or, or pronunciation. It's just Johnny. Why do I know that? And it's mostly and ultimately about respect. It is about respect. That's an important point to make. And I think you did the right thing. I think it's important to keep it short and simple. What I would have said to help them understand better is to talk about mispronouncing names. For example, my name is Johnny, spelled J-O-N-Y, and it's normal for someone to pronounce my name like Joni. But if I were to tell you over and over again, my name is Johnny. He sounds a little irritated there, doesn't he? <laughs> like he'd been around the block on this one. Well, you know, it, it, you blame your parents for spelling your name J-O-N-Y. <laughs> Honestly, over and this over. Is one of the main conversation. Not by saying wife. nothing. When my wife and I were getting ready to name all our kids, we always said we just want something that's going to be easy to pronounce for teachers. We don't want to burden our kid with something that's going to be mispronounced the no. rest of their lives. You know, even though it's spelled J O N Y, I correct them, but they're someone to pronounce my name like Joni. But if I were to tell you over and over again, my name is Johnny, and you insist on mispronouncing my name, I would feel disrespected by you. Okay, well, my my pronouns are F and U. Sorry. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I mean, no. I don't know what to say, except I'm, I got to say, if somebody is insisting on continuing to mispronounce your name, you're right, you're being disrespected. Sure. Tell them to consume a satchel of Richards or whatever, okay? But how I pronounce your, your oddly spelled name, um, you know, that's why when, whenever I, 
you know, if you're at a some stupid you know radio conference, there's someone who's like big big Billy or whatever. You know what? I always ask how how do I say that? How do I pronounce that? And that's it's a frequent. It, 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 that's why we wear name tags in the military. And and by the way, the fact that that active duty Navy people are watching this video to learn all about pronouns. It's like, how about this? How about rank and last name? How about that pronoun? <laughs> Master Chief Smith. Call him that. Call him her. Jijim. You know, how about if, if you don't like their pronoun, if, 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 if Master Chief Biff McTollison, uh, weightlifting record last year is now Biffy or Betty, just say Master Chief. That's why in the military, it's so simplified. We don't have rank in the civilian world. Too bad. You have to you have to put up with this silliness. But the Navy's imposing this. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. Thanks, you correct Kachi. yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> um... You think that's I've a been, sincere thank you? I've been blaming people for mispronouncing my name, Joni. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> I thought, is, so it's jo- Johnny Loves Chachi? Or is it, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for mispronouncing uh, that there. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, bsuits at Bonneville.com. If, if you are, and it's, a, it, it's there's two silent E's. It's not Bonneville. It's Bonneville. Okay. Oh, thank you for telling me that. And it's not sweets. It's B suits, S-U-I-T-S. Don't say sweets. Um, and don't make that uh, joke about something about clothes because it's all been done before by people funnier than you. So B suits at Bonville or Bonneville. I guess it is pronounced. It's the first E is pronounced. So we go by radio and station. Um, and so anyway, if, if you're a regular uh, Navy. I'm curious. Are they forcing this down your throat? Oh, thank you for telling me that. No, it's over and over and over, Joni. <laughs> so, um, but th- this here's the thing: if if you've if you've been in the guard, the reserve, a regular, you know that things come down the pike, and there's the mandatory death by PowerPoint about you know how not to sexually harass people. You know the, the whole thing. This this while a president, you know is. Uh, that happened to me in an unnamed deployment to the Balkans when we had a president who was being deposed by video saying de- depends on what the definition of is is. Is that what he said? Yeah, is. is. And and we're sitting there downrange in, in body armor watching a PowerPoint about sexual harassment. So Last bit of audio I want to play before our show ends Ro- today. Roll Brian. your eyes, salute, move on. You're right. Get to the uh, defect. Bill fast. Maher's show on Friday, he talked about the case of Jack Del Rio, the Washington Commanders football defensive coordinator who got fined $100,000 by his team uh, just because he dared say that January 6th was, was a dust-up. Uh, and he minimized it. it. Right. Uh, here's how Bill Maher's take on that. They fined him, the team fined him $100,000 for this opinion. Finding people for an opinion, I am not down with that. And here's what the coach of the team said. This is his, you know, his assistant coach. So his boss said about the guy who got fined, he does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. Apparently not. You know what? 
This is the don't pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining. What the f- are you talking about? He doesn't have a right to opinion. And it's obviously not his right to do so. Yeah, so I- either say you're against free speech, but don't tell me this. No. Well, and, and uh, believe it or not, uh, the NFL is not a right. It's a privilege. It's a, it's a corporation. They have the right to say, hey, stand up for the national anthem. And they have a, a, a right to say we don't care because it's all about the bottom line. And that's the thing about what Del Rio said. He was basically when he's representing the what are they now? Washington the Guardians, Commander. Oh, I I think it's Commanders. Commander. Um, <laughs> the, they they get to say, and they get to reinforce the the abject hypocrisy of professional sports these days by saying, "Oh, Jack, wrong opinion. Uh, yeah, sorry. You need to uh, issue an apology and say that it was a insurrection." And that it, uh, democracy was at stake because that's the official uh, NFL line uh, on that one. And, yeah, they, if you don't like it, you can quit the NFL and you can go to the other professional football league on this continent because they only have three downs per possession. You know, you got to get a first down or you got to punt the thing on third down. So there's that. I mean, I, you know, um, I think what the standard that the frickin' 49ers set with – you know, knee face McVirtue signal uh, was a bad one. I mean, for the good of the entire league, they should have said, on your time, you take a knee. You, you be a spotlight ranger on your time, or you can wait in the locker room. But when you're out here, there's a standard of behavior, and it's respect for the country that is paying you all this money. Or you can quit. And make commercials for Nike and make a stupid documentary about how it's just like a slave auction. And they go around the country auditioning for teams. Anyway. Oh, does anybody have an Arcan? We'll be back uh, tomorrow, I promise, uh, for your uh, Wednesday morning. Let me just. Anybody got an Arcan? And uh, that's it for today. I thank you to producer Greg and thanks to all of you at Dark Secret Place on the Twitter machine. 